This is episode number 236 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hello, friends. Welcome on to To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell today. I'm going to give you a quick solo episode today with a question that I am asked so often from folks in our community and then also from our actual fitness coaching clients who are pregnant postpartum parents who are wondering how do I work out with my kids around? So the majority of our clients within our two pregnancy and beyond program are exercising from home, doing strength-based workouts, and they're working out with babies, toddlers, you know, little and sometimes bigger kids around as well. And they want to know how can I make this experience of trying to get my workout in simpler and more doable. And so while all our workouts are intentionally designed to be possible, to be done from home, minimal equipment with your kids around, it still is a frustrating experience at times. And whenever I see these kind of posts on the internet or articles saying, you know, here's 10 ways to get a stress-free workout in with your toddler around. I usually throw that stuff in the trash (laughs) because I think that it is just really important to name first and foremost that working out with your kids around can be annoying as hell. So we got to start there. And then we can think about what are some really tangible strategies to making it a bit less painful and still possible for it to happen. Because here's how I have approached it for the last almost seven years of working out from home with my kids around. It's the only way that I have been able to form some sort of consistent, regular exercise routine in my life. If I was waiting for them to go to sleep, to nap, to be quiet, to be at childcare, daycare with a babysitter, whatever, it just wouldn't happen. It's not going to happen. Even now, as I have an almost four-year-old, almost seven-year-old, they are still around for basically every workout that I do. My exercise time is, of course, really valuable and important to me. However, There are things that I absolutely have to do instead while they are at childcare, school, while they're sleeping. And so that time when they are gone out of the house or occupied is just too valuable for me to actually spend it exercising. Mm 
So I really encourage you to maybe reframe your beliefs or your stories about this, if possible, if you can work out or exercise with your kids around, it might be a more effective route for you to continue to, or to be able to get consistent exercise in. And if you're listening to this in real time, I'm recording this about mid-June and, you know, for some of you, you're already into kids being at home during the summer. We're getting close to that. And, you know, maybe you don't want to wait until the next school year starts until you have some childcare again. Maybe they're home all summer. How are you going to be able to exercise and move your body and take care of yourself through movement? Again, if that's valuable to you during these times where things come up like this and are going to continue to come up like this. All right. So let me give you my top 10 list so that you can be able to work out from home with babies, toddlers, kids around in a way that makes it continuously possible for you to do that. Number one, approach every workout with the mindset that you are going to be interrupted. That's it. (laughs) That's one of the most important things, which is why we're starting with it at number one. If you're working out at home with babies, toddlers, kids around, know that you are absolutely going to be interrupted and go into the actual workout session knowing that because then it is far less frustrating when you are. It is absolutely annoying. And I want to tell you too, that it gets better as they get used to the routine of it, as they get older, as they see you doing this more and more. So as they get the exposure to it as well, we're going to talk about some of this boundary setting stuff around that workout and exercise time as we go here, but just go into the workout knowing that you're going to be interrupted. All right, number two, break up the workout. This is something that we tell our two pregnancy and beyond clients over and over again. It does not matter if the whole workout happens in one go. Does not matter. I know you probably want it to all happen in one go. And especially because we have been taught and conditioned to believe that that's what makes a good or better successful workout. But I'm telling you in terms of actual, you know, fitness or strength performance results, it does not matter if you chop that workout up. So maybe you do half of the workout in the morning and you do half of the workout in the afternoon or the evening. Or maybe it's you do two exercises one day and you finish the other three exercises the next day. Totally fine. So number two is break up the workout. If it's not possible to get that full thing in, the full 20, 25, 30-minute session in, totally fine to break it up. I did this for literal years, years when my kids were smaller. Number three, do not change your clothes. Stop changing your clothes to exercise if you're still doing this. And again, if it's possible within your life, if you're just at home and you do not need to change into exercise or workout gear, then just don't. If you follow me on Instagram, 
at Jesse Mandel, you see me doing this. I'm working out in robes. I'm working out in dresses, in skirts, in whatever is on my body. That's also the exercise outfit. So often no bra, definitely no sports bras. I'm not wearing shoes. Just get into it. Number four, exercise equipment stays out in plain view, as is possible, of course, in your space, but the equipment stays out and easy to access. Okay. So you are ready to rock. You're ready to get into it. Not everything needs to be pulled out of some closet every time you want to get into your workout or you want to get those last couple exercises in that you started earlier in the morning. The equipment stays out. So I, from the position where I am in my living room right now, sitting on the couch, I can see dumbbells. I can see kettlebells. I can see some bands, a ball. It's just out and available, which makes it much simpler mentally for me to then think it's possible to actually get the movement in. Number five, snacks and screens. Snacks and screens, baby. That is, that saved us when our kids, especially when we're much younger, but even now, of course, especially for our youngest, who's almost four, snacks and screens, use the good snacks, hide some things away, pull them out at workout time and put them in front of the TV, give them the screen, the tablet, the iPad, whatever it is, no guilt for doing this in order to be able to spend time, care, and attention on yourself. Listen to that again. No guilt for using screens to spend time, attention, and care on yourself. Number six, reset the boundaries with your toddler or bigger kids over and over again. So this is something that I've been practicing with my kids for years. I do so much of this actually during the workout time itself. So things like I'm doing my workout right now and I can't help you when I'm done 10 more, then I'll be able to help you. Or I'm doing my exercises right now. Can you ask big sis to help you get the water? Or I'm going to need you to go get the snack because I'm in the middle of my exercises. So heck yeah, there's a ton of whining. There's a lot of complaining. There's a lot of asking and interrupting. And still I am committed to the practice of resetting the boundaries around my exercise time with them. And they do get it now. They understand for sure. They're still pulling at me, asking me. However, I'm okay with the setting the boundaries and then allowing them to be upset or disappointed or not served immediately. A practice. This is a long game. Number seven, get super realistic about your expectations for yourself, for your actual real life that you're living right now. How many full workouts per week are truly possible? Again, this is something that we talk about with our two pregnancy and beyond clients, getting really clear 
on what is actually possible in your life. So for me, I usually do two, maybe three workouts per week. And I have done that for years because the bar feels quite low. I probably could do more, but it would be a stretch and I simply do not want to. And I know that within a given week, just so much comes up in terms of who needs more attention from me, what needs more attention from me in the family, personal life, business, whatever it might be. So I know two to three, it's kind of my sweet spot and I actually can handle that. And it helps me to feel successful most of the time. And I like that feeling. That's what continues to fuel me, keep me going, and also to support my physical, mental, and emotional health. Number eight, know that the first few months of starting an exercise plan, starting any type of exercise program, like R2 Pregnancy and Beyond program, it's a learning curve. And I want you to know this because one month in, it's not the full picture of how it is going to continue to be. And this can go two ways. Maybe you have been super dialed into the plan and you have gotten all the workouts in. Or maybe it has just been tough to get into it. There's a lot happening at home or in your life and maybe you've gotten two workouts in for the month. That's not probably how it's going to continue to be on either side of the coin. All right. If you've started off when you're feeling really strong and you've hit all the workouts, you're probably not going to stick to the plan like that every month. If you've started off slow and you've had a really difficult time getting the workouts in, it's probably not going to be like that either. You're going to find that there are just ebbs and flows to how much you are exercising and working out. But I want you to know that if it has been a slow start for you, it's just this process of figuring it out, getting into it, wrapping your brain around what these exercises are. How do I fit these workouts in? How do I get used to a workout feeling maybe differently? than it used to when I had more time, more space for myself to be able to work out. And just know too that there's going to be months where there's a lot more exercise that occurs and months where there's much fewer. And both are absolutely fine because you are living a real life where the ebbs and flows will always continue to happen. That we can expect. Number nine. All right, listen in for this one because I think it's going to be one of the biggest game changers for you. Practice working out when it is inconvenient. Inconvenient. It's the number one thing that will help you to build a consistent movement habit now and for years to come. If you're pregnant, postpartum, or a parent, you know that so much of our life feels like things are happening at inconvenient times. Something always comes up. It feels like one thing after another. And movement and exercise can be the thing that gets kind of just kicked to the back burner. If you want to move your body consistently, 
you absolutely will have to practice getting those workouts in even when it doesn't feel convenient. And this, the practice for me has been exercising when my kids are awake. It's not convenient. Sometimes it is just really not a good time at all. However, practicing through the inconvenience of it has what been allowed me to continue exercising through this time when they are small. So work out when it is inconvenient. Don't wait for the best time. It's probably not going to come up. All right. And last one, number 10, if you are able, ask for more support from your partner, partners, friends, family, babysitter, kid across the road, whoever, anyone. There had definitely been times especially when the kids were a bit younger, where even if I got one workout in per week that was by myself or even mostly by myself, if there was another adult or older person around who could kind of meet some of the demands, help out when they were asking for snacks (laughs) for the next show, whatever it was, that was so relieving It felt like even one time per week with some time to focus on my exercises just for me, that just feels really nice. So if that is possible, if there are other people in your home, other people in your neighborhood, in your space, there are people who want to help you get into the practice of asking for that help for yourself. It is worth it. Your care is worth it. And these folks want to help you to feel well. So keep those three things in mind and then go ahead and ask for more. Ask for more for yourself. All right, friends, very quick rundown of the top 10. Number one, approach every workout with the mindset that you will for sure be interrupted. Number two, break up the workout. Number three, no clothes changing. Number four, the exercise equipment stays out. Number five, screens and snacks. Number six, reset the boundaries with your kids. Number seven, get super realistic about the expectations you have for yourself. Number eight, know that there's going to be ebbs and flows with how you are able to stick to a program. Number nine, practice working out when it is inconvenient. And number 10, ask for more for yourself. I really, really hope these help you. And please send me a DM on Instagram to the podcast account at To Birth and Beyond Podcast or to my account at Jesse Mundell. And just let me know, what do you find to be the most useful? What has changed the game for you? what has been helpful. I would love to hear it. All right, friends, good luck. Go take care of yourselves. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 